Hi there, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Unfortunately, another bad result and another result where we look in disarray and just not a team at all. Uh, this week, I'm joined by two friends of mine, Ben Taylor and Matt Simmons. Uh, unfortunately for me, they are United fans, but I've been assured by them that all the gloating was done on WhatsApp yesterday. Uh, they're here to talk about the game from their perspective. So for the first time on this podcast, we have a Tottenham and the opposition perspective. And because they've been there before, their thoughts on where Spurs are on the Jose management life cycle and if it's the beginning of the end with everything that's been going on. So all that and more on Let's Talk Anything But United. Hi Ben, hi Matt. Without uh, winning too much, you all right? Fine, thanks. Yeah, you? Yeah, well, I'm slightly less happy, but yeah. Uh, Matt, you all right? Yeah, not too bad, thanks mate. Cool. Uh, cheers both for coming on. It would be quite interesting now to get a perspective of the game from both sets. Obviously, it's a Spurs podcast. We only get it from the Spurs perspective. Uh, ben, thoughts on the game? Yeah, I thought, I thought first half was pretty even. I know there was quite a lot about the Sun incident has gone on. I, I, I might be a little bit against the grain, but I could see why they overturned it. Like, I was, don't get me wrong, it was, it was annoying. Um, we'll get to that in a bit yeah, yeah but I, you know I think but I do think second half we, we were the better side and I, I think I thought Pogba yesterday was just brilliant so um, but yeah I, I think I think we, we we dominated the second half really. I think we did deserve it in the end I think oh. the I mean the last goal is the, the last goal is just you know you're pushing forward but I think we were well worth the, the victory to be honest yeah now Matt, what, what were your thoughts coming into the game? Like For Spurs, it was a must-win if we want to get into that top four. I think Man United are fairly, you might disagree, but you'll be in that top four. So it may have been a draw would be a good result there. What were your thoughts going into the game? Like Scared, nervous? Um, I, I would say for the first time in about, how long has it been now? Um, seven years or so, I've been confident about <laughs> playing Tottenham. And that was even on the back of playing Granada on Thursday and Tottenham had a whole week off. Um, but I've seen, from what I've seen with Tottenham over the last few weeks, um, if, I was just confident. And when I saw the Tottenham defence, um, I, I, was, I was confident. And then the first half happened. And then at half time, I was less confident. <laughs> but the second half, I think it proved me right. I was right to be confident, I think. Yeah, well, I spoke to Ben on Friday. I said we'd be better off if we played with seven and scrapped the defence completely. But anyway, uh, do, do you think he picked Cavani there, knowing that whatever defence we were going to play was going to be struggling, lacking confidence, lacking a bit of a wiliness, even if that's a word, I don't know. Do you think he picked Cavani there, Ben? Because yeah. he knew, you know, Cavani's got a bit of about him. He knows little tricks and stuff. You, you looked at the goal that was disallowed, which we'll come to that in a bit, that his run there, just the stop and then sprint off. Do, do you think he picked Cavani there because of how Spurs have defended this season? I think yeah. if you watch any of the analysis, I think, yeah, you can see, totally see that. And you need to remember Cavani, was he match fifth then? I don't think he was. I think he played, he didn't play on Thursday, did he? No, I think I think United were a little bit <clears throat> not forced into playing Cavani. I was I I think he is our best move, like moving striker in the box. You know, he gives us something a little bit different than like Martial and Greenwood. 
I think Greenwood will be a top striker. I think that's where he'll end up. But I think the movement, like you say, for the goal that was disallowed was just incredible. And I think I quite like Rodon. Uh, is it Rodon? Rodon, that's the Welsh kid. I think he's actually not a bad defender. I've got a bit of time for him. But I think Dyer, who I do like as well, I do like Dyer um, in some aspects of his game. But I don't think he's particularly quick-footed. And I think I think Ollie being that type of striker would have known, would have pinpointed that, I think. And I think the way Spurs play, we really had two choices. We were either going to play Greenwood or James from the right, uh, or we were going to play, you know, Cavani up up top, I think. And I think James tends to play in the games where we play on the counter. And I think we both, everyone knew that Mourinho, you weren't going to come flying at us. You know, I don't think that was ever, ever likely. So James was sort of ruled out. I was a little bit surprised when Greenwood didn't start because I think Greenwood's been playing well. But I think, I think Ollie was right. I mean, Pogba coming into that front three, not only did, is he, did he play exceptionally Pogba, but he gave us that option as well to, to hit, hit the front quickly. A couple of times, he almost was like, the, he's almost like the target man. So I think, I think Ollie got it right. I think not a lot of people give Ollie credit when he does get it right. I think mean, he gets a lot of hassle when he gets it wrong. I think he got it right. And Greenwood coming on fresh was just, you know, a, a masterstroke, really. But I, I, I'm not so sure I was as confident as Matt going into the game. I have, I have to be honest. I, 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 think, I think Cavani gives you that movement, but it does, it, we needed to, attack and in some of the games recently we haven't done that and when we don't do that Cavani's a fish out of water that he needs that he plays in and around him and I think it worked I mean Pogba coming into there and Rashford it was quite fluid but Cavani as well just is he's, he's a person you can hit and play off and I think he was great the movement for the like you say the disallowed goal was great but the, also the movement for his his goal just again dired you know and just a little bit they're all flat-footed there he's on the move they're not and even Fred's goal he peels away he's you know, he finds that room. And again, the is just slow to react when he's, you know, electric. So, yeah, it was great. I think when defences are struggling, strikers will fancy their chances there. Like, give me the ball. I, I can get this defence. But you mentioned the disallowed goal, which I think was absolutely ridiculous. Some really, gosh, very weak. But then, <laughs> for, for Ollie to come out and then say, oh, you know, all of this stuff, you've you got Fernandez in your team and he went down early that easily on a more of a challenge. But all players do it, which I don't think it was a foul. I don't even think it was a foul. It was just a warding off. But I don't think the referee got it right a lot. But Lacelso should have given a foul away, possible penalty, I think, on Bashford in the first half. That was just waved away. Pogba hit, hit Aurier with an elbow. I'm not sure that was deliberate, but you've seen yeah. sometimes they're given, sometimes they're not. I mean, for Mourinho to say that was the turning point of the game, the turning point of the game was us turning up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, disallowed goal. I, I mean, Matt, even if that goes in, it doesn't make any difference to the result, I don't think, because Man United turned up in the second half. We didn't, but... Were you, were you oh. angry at the time? Did that did that make you think, oh, it's not going to be our day? Or did you think, well, we yeah, once, we'll do it again? You know, when I said I was confident going into the game, that changed it for me. Um, but what impressed me was there was about, what, 15, 10, 15 minutes where United completely changed after that. And it was all Tottenham. And that's when they scored. 
And I think United were angry. They were frustrated. And I think there was a little bit of, not totally, but I think it was edging in that they were starting to feel a bit sorry for themselves, i.e. being hard done by. But what's great is that the second half, that changed completely. They were controlled. They were... um, they, they were like a different team. And it was, I think that again, credit to Solskjaer for that half time talk was, must have been what well, was perfect yeah. because they, they came out and just they didn't let it get to them. They I, just think as well, half, I think as well, half time came at a good time for us. I think it did come like Matt says. I think, I think if you go back to the 6 1 earlier in the season when Martial got sent off, we lost our heads for the pretty much yeah. for the next 40 odd minutes. And it cost us goals. I mean, we made silly. I mean, you got to take advantage of it. It's not taking anything away from Tottenham, but but we were all over the shop. Not just the centre backs who were over the shop. The full backs, the midfield. We all lost the plot. I think in that game, and it was good to see it come back this time around because it was like Matt said. I did think you know, especially you guys scoring straight away after. It was. It was I mean, I mean, I should quantify the decision. I, I think the, the disallowed goal. When I first saw it, I thought it was wrong. But I think what I mean is, is I can see when he goes to the, VI, the VAR and looks at it, there is contact to the face. Now, Sun doesn't need to be down for four and a half minutes or whatever. Right? And, and I agree with you that, you know, Fernandez, we've had Ronaldo in the past, Young. I mean, I think every team has a couple of overly guilty culprits. I think every team in the league, I don't think there's anyone... Who doesn't? I think you know it's the, the whole like. Is it part of the game? Is it you know cheating? You know you, you you wherever you stand on that. But the goal in real time, I think, was fine. And I think if he had allowed it to be a goal, I don't think anyone would have complained. But the minute it went to VAR and you saw the contact, there's no way McTominay meant to, to get meant to get him. I've seen people say like it should have been a second yellow. I, I don't I don't agree with that. But I can. The argument is, I guess, is if he doesn't hit him son keeps chasing him i don't know so i I under what i mean is i could see the logic of it i don't think pretty much every pundit has come out and said oh definitely it should have been allowed i think it's a little more 60 40 50 50 than that i uh, i do but i don't like you said i don't think it i don't think it changed the game really necessarily you scored straight after but the second half we were just so good i I don't think it would have made that much difference i I think with with the disallowed goal watching it i saw him go down and the elbow of the arm come out my first reaction was get up and Mm. then you see cavani make the run i don't know which defender it was against but just i think it was dire in front of him so couldn't see him it must have been rode on but it was a small run and it's just caused so much damage so i was more annoyed about that but with Sun's disallowed goal, shouldn't have gone down, but I think we can all agree and everyone can agree he doesn't deserve any racist abuse for that, which he's apparently no. received, which no. we don't need to talk about that because it's mentioned every episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, come out in the second half. Um, as United fans, are you slightly annoyed a little bit because they mentioned in commentary, first half you don't really turn up. You need to concede a goal to then suddenly play are you slightly annoyed Matt as United fans that why don't we just play like that at nil-nil from the start why do we have to make it a little bit difficult for us? that's the story of the season <laughs> it, it, it. but yeah play like that you're second in the league are, are you slightly annoyed by that or is it just well it makes it entertaining the, I think the word that keeps coming up is character mm. and you know it, it, it 
it shows that there's something happening and there's something there and there's a I don't want to say a foundation but that you know there's something within the core of that team that they do not stop playing for the manager they I don't want to compare it to Mourinho's time at United but this is the first time I've seen a United team that slightly resembles uh, Alex Ferguson's teams i.e. 90 minutes they'll give you everything they've got um I think yesterday was different because of the incident we just talked about. I don't think it was the the usual kind of United drop a goal against, you know, against a, a West Ham or whatever. And then United turn it around. I think yesterday was different because of the incident. And like I said there, I think United's character changed completely. But in the second half, it's like that incident never happened. Yeah. Just, United just took control. And I think that comes back to there's something in this team and people keep saying about, you know, we need more signings, but we, we, we do, but um, at the moment we're doing all the things that a good team should do. I mean, we, we scored and then it got a bit niggly for about five, 10 minutes with fouls coming in. So I thought one or two things are going to happen here at halftime. Second half, United are going to come out all fired up because they're angry or they're going to let it get to them and someone's going to get sent off. And then if, if it's option one, we need to match that. And, I mean, 18 points we've dropped from winning positions this year. And it's just, that's got to come from the manager, that kind of negative attitude, like we're winning, don't lose, rather than a United attitude in this game. I know you weren't winning at, at that point, but go and win. And yeah. we'll come to the manager in a bit because... <laughs> One of the advantages of having United fans on, granted there's not many, (laughs) is you know this Jose life cycle of a manager life cycle, so we'll come to that. But second half, I thought Wan-Bissaka, he could have have made cups of tea every time he went forward and still had the space. No one was tracking him back. Son wasn't tracking him back. And then Magudion gets the kind of criticism there. I feel sorry for fullbacks sometimes, but do you think that was a plan from Solskjaer? Like, He's not going to track back on that left side, or do you think it just stretched the game out because Pogba started coming deep, getting the ball, and then just showing what Paul Pogba's about? Or do you just think it was the players going, well, we need to win this game, give me the ball, Pogba says, and then I'll sort out the best and everyone else move along? I think in our team, you look at United's team, I don't think it's any secret that generally the major threat comes down the left-hand side. I think Shaw's been the best left-back in the country or in the league, um, at least. Um, and Rashford, you know, Rashford's been carrying an injury since, like, December. Like, the, the guy is still putting, he's probably going to have his best season in terms of goals and stuff. Wan-Bissaka gets forgotten about a lot because he's not as good on the ball. And I think, I mean, it used to be years ago where you, you used to, like, they used to say, oh, let, let a centre-back have the ball. Because, you know, Chris Smalling, he's not going to hurt you. You know, he's, he's not going to hurt you with the ball. If, if, you, if we have to let someone have the ball, there'd be Chris Smalling. I think Wan-Bissaka gets a bit of that treatment now. Uh, so I think the idea that Sun's cheating on that side, you know, is actually a, a, a semi-attacking move. I mean, obviously, you need to cover it uh, with Hoiberg and Sissoko and Lacelso, whoever's whoever's there. But I think the, the feeling is for a lot of teams... You don't let sure. You have to deal with sure. You don't. You don't necessarily have to 
deal with Wan Bissaka. And it has caught a few teams. I think Newcastle tried it early in the season and Wan Bissaka scored. Um, but yeah, I think Wan Bissaka is always going to go forward. He he, he was um, a winger at Palace before he was a, a defender. I think it's actually quite his natural game, but he isn't as fluid with it, I think is the best word. And I think what you saw that was really clever from Shulshar, he he ended up, especially when Greenwood came on, they flooded that side of it. Like Bruno was almost playing wide, wide-ish kind of right. Greenwood was out there as well. And that's where the Cavani goal came from. Is I think there was a Wan-Bissaka, um, Greenwood and Fernandez in almost like a little pocket of space. And they did, they did overload that side. They made that side, you know, uh, more creative. And, and Wan-Bissaka got in three or four times down that side. And uh, the final ball is where he struggles. And I think that may be why they thought, leave Sun that side, let Regillian like take care of him. And Sun will be available on the break, but it didn't work out that way for you. Like, I, you know, and I do I, I think, think Sun is a dangerous player. I think when it doesn't work out, because your first goal had been coming for, I think it was 56 minutes, had been coming from 45. And Wan-Bissaka was getting free on that. I mean, not just free, acres of space. Yeah. And, and, you know, you got Hoiberg in there, you got Undumbele in there, you got Kane, you got Sun, Dyer, they're, they're all experienced players. So it's like, son, get back, help him, because they're going to score here. And, and it didn't at all. And it just, that's what frustrated me a lot. You could see where the goal was coming from, but... You had yeah, the same ball. problem against Arsenal, didn't you? You had the same problem against Arsenal on the, with yeah. Doherty on the, on, the, on the left with that yeah. Smith-Rowe yeah. and Tierney. And yeah, the, yeah it, it's really un-Mourinho-like. I mean, I don't want to get on to Mourinho if you're going to talk about him later, but it's really un-Mourinho-like, especially when you're winning. To just say to a player, "Yeah, you cheat," you know, don't you don't worry about tracking him. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, Matt, I'm sure Matt will remember Rashford playing as a back six at City one time. He was he was pretty much left left back. It was a back four. And then we brought our wingers back to play almost wing backs, yeah. you know. And you know that. So it's really un Mourinho like to do that. And I just I just don't think in a game in very few games away from home season United dominate like not dominate possession but have more possession but we did yesterday and that I think that showed you know you get you get your fullbacks high and I think that's where United are dangerous if we do get possession you know then we really can push up and get you know get them on the ball and I think that's where we're definitely going to be best because it gives more space to people like Pogba and Bruno and things like that that also comes from the team selection that Oli put out he, yeah. he didn't start with like you say he didn't start with Dan James so therefore, pace was put to one side for this game because mm. he knew that United would have some possession. Mm. And, you know, with Pogba and Fernandez and Cavani, you, you know, you, you can't attack from the back, can you? You know, it has to be a, um, a slow transition forward. And that played into Basaka's hands as well because, you know, he was able to follow, you know, that pace. You know, he wasn't being... Yeah. He wasn't being under, under any pressure. Um, so, yeah, again, you know, obviously we've already congratulated Solskjaer a few times, but, you know, I think I think he got the game, uh, he got the team spot on, didn't he? Yeah. And before the game, he mentioned about Henderson being the number one in the league, Matt. Uh, obviously, he's got big shoes to fill there of Schmeichel, De Gea in previous years, but do you think by saying that he's the number one, like he, he said he's number one in the league, De Gea, 
you've got other competition. Do you think he's basically saying there De Gea is going to be gone and Henderson is my number one? Because he made quite a few good saves, especially when you got to one all. Mm. I think Kane had a couple of shots, Son had a shot, all saved. Yeah, I think it's. I think it was inevitable that Henderson was going to get a chance, and he deserves it. And I think De Gea. I think people. I think people maybe. Um, I think De Gea is aware that this was going to happen. I think he, you know, he knew that he was going to spend a couple of games, um, miss a couple of games, sorry. And Henderson, you know, he needs to now prove that he's number one, and he's not done anything wrong so far. Um, and it happens at United, you know, it, 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 these iconic keepers come and go. I don't, De Gea will not stay, but who can afford him? Like. I think Paris possibly, but um, I think he's going to struggle to to continue getting paid because isn't he like the highest paid Spanish footballer in the world at the moment? He's like over three hundred k, isn't he, or something? I think. Yeah. yeah, and so it's either you know he'll continue fighting for his place and making good money. You know, even a drop it will be good money, but it's I don't know who can afford him. Um, so I don't think it's as straightforward as he will go this summer. Not out of teams don't want him. I just I, financially, I don't know how it will happen, especially with Haaland and you know all these transfers. Apparently, it's going to happen this summer. Um, I don't think teams can afford multiple big signings. Um, but I think the guy is experienced enough. He's old enough now to understand that a younger keeper will challenge him and. Henderson deserves it. Yeah, I, I thought he played quite well. I mean, one all, one of those goals goes in. Mm. I mean, it probably wouldn't have made a difference because we've been defensive again and then you'd have just got the second anyway. But, you know, it might have given us a bit of like a kick up the backside, like, right, you, you've let the lead slip now. Uh, but the the next... The, there was a complete contrast in the substitutions. Jose's been lauded before for substitutions that have like won games and everything like that. And then Solskjaer brings on Greenwood. <laughs> we bring on Sissoko. It's one all, all to play for. I mean, they both send out messages, right? And, and yeah. by bringing on Sissoko defensive, that again is, is, is highlighting and, and emphasising to the team that defensive mindset. You bring on Greenwood, who's got pace, defence who are struggling, Surely that says to your team, we're going to try and win this. Go yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I, I do think that the league position did allow Oli to be bolder. I've, you know, I mean, you know, if, if we if we were within one point of each other, I'm not so sure he brings Greenwood on and goes for the juggler. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong. I don't think Oli ever sets out to draw a game. I don't think he ever. I think he's got that Fergie kind of thought process. But I don't think a draw would have been a terrible result for us yesterday. Like, I, I, I. I don't think it would have been given the league position. I think we'd have probably taken it. The win's obviously a bonus um, and good to see us go for it. But, you know, if we had had lost that game, if it had gone the other way, we would have still been in a good position in the top four, I think. Uh, and I think it did allow that to be bold. That being said, I mean, Matt will tell you the same. But Jose doesn't really make that many attacking substitutions. I mean, you know, I mean, the old Fellaini on for the last 10 minutes stuff, you know, was, 
you know, classic at United. Fellaini worked really hard for us and gave everything and scored some important goals. But he um, mentioned that to me on Friday, and I read today in the gossip column we're after Fellaini. Oh, really? Well, yeah, it doesn't shock me. It it doesn't shock me. You know, and and, you know, I mean, like I I see that Suchek at West Ham, and I think David Moyes is like looking at. I mean, I think Suchek's probably better with his feet than 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 Fellaini, but like. I do think, you know, those two managers, they like that. They like that kind of that presence. And Flaney did some good things for us. But Sissoko, I was a little bit surprised, didn't start. I didn't really understand. I mean, I think Endon Bele is a, is a, is a top player. Like I, I, I heard some, you know, he reminds me a bit of Pogba. They're, diff, they're different to a degree, but very hard to get the ball off him. Very hard. You know, I think, you know... Whilst you're obviously in a down at the moment, it doesn't mean you always have bad players. I think he, he yesterday, I thought he looked good. There wasn't a lot of movement ahead of him. I, but the Celso was a weird one. There, though, because I thought certainly the first half, every time he got the ball generally, he looked backwards or side to side. Very Harry Winks. Whereas yeah, but Pog, I don't think there was much going on in front half. of him. Yeah I, was, yeah, I do agree with that. But yeah, whereas Pogba in contrast, every t- second half, certainly... Every time he got the ball, forward. Yeah, but again, Pogba was a free, wasn't he? Pogba was part of that front free. Yeah. Ndombele was was in the in the middle. Yeah. I, 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 you know, and I think that's what happens to Pogba now. I think he has lost a little bit of the trust in the big games to go and play as part of the two in centre midfield. And I think it was a game against you lot when, when Mourinho was in charge of us, where Ericsson and Ali like just took him apart Pogba in that deep position. I don't know if you remember they were arguing on the sideline with Mourinho and Pogba but what you can do with Pogba is you can stick him on the left or you can stick him in at number 10 and he, he can then go and affect the game and McTominay and Fred work so hard they're nowhere near as good on the ball as players like Endombele and and um, and Pogba but they will work for you they'll work you know they'll do the nasty parts you know even a little bit sly you know hold you back a bit get a yellow card you know they're not they're not against that and I guess that's what you guys missed I think compared to us I think you know yeah you know, we had five five yellow cards in the game but at least we laid a glove on you you know it was I, you think, know. I think Harry Kane it was so isolated up top and yeah. like, what really frustrates me is that quite clearly attacking is our best area of the pitch yeah and it's kind of put on the back back burner a little bit but like in terms of that is Mourinho yeah that is Mourinho especially if you go ahead especially if you go ahead because you know he's he's I think the guy that the the, the pro pundits have said this uh it doesn't doesn't sound like me just like backing what they say but they've had Terry he's had Terry and Cavallio you know Lucius and Samuel um Ramos and Varane you know, these are world class centre backs, you know, and Byron you know, isn't quite the same level, is he? Yeah, no, but I mean, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, and they are world class centre backs. And, you know, so to see out, you know, to see out of victory for Chelsea, where they've got Terry and Carvalho with Makaleli and Essien sitting in front of you, with Ashley Cole at left back and Paolo Ferreira, whoever his name was at right back, or Ivanovic, that, you know, that is always going to be tougher than, you know, I mean, I look at Serge Aurier and Regillian, and I think they're better going forward I know that's modern fullbacks I, I totally understand that logic and I agree with you if you're going to play those type of fullbacks you might as well get on the front foot and go the other way you know lose lose 3-2 or you know don't you're 4-3 or whatever but you, you know Kane and Son are your best players by a country mile in my opinion and if you don't get them in the game you lose games I think the where we struggled this year 
is if Bruno doesn't come up for us and no one else does, that's where we struggled. You know, it's, you know, Rashford's had a great season, if he, but he's played with an injury recently. And, but it's the same. I mean, you can't, I mean, there's no way like Bayern Munich let Lewandowski play up top and don't supply him. You know, they, they, you know, that game against PSG the other day was a madness. At one point, they were playing one at the back. You know, you know, it was just, you know, it's, but that's Mourinho. I mean, Matt will talk more about Mourinho. I think he feels as strongly as I do. But, but when we, I've said it before, Mourinho is only good if you're winning trophies. The minute you're not winning trophies, there is nothing. Yeah. No under 18s that's progression. Where we are at the moment, I think yeah. we've obviously got this trophy to play for. But like, if we don't win that, I think, yeah. I mean, what what's good about you guys being on is that you've seen this life cycle, this management life cycle before. I mean, year one, fine. Year two, win something. Year three, it goes falling apart. We could end up skipping the year two and then going to <laughs> one to three. But where where do you see that the Jose management life cycle at Tottenham because he's making all these excuses and he, he went away after after he, he, he got sacked by you guys and then came to us. He, he, he said that he's changed, he's become humble and he's kind of averting to type now, the old Mourinho just... Uh, I'm sick of seeing as well, whenever we've lost the game, turning the TV on, that Paddy Power advert comes on where he says he's special trimmings oh. I, I, I cannot stand that. But yeah. where, where do you think Spurs are in that managerial life cycle. Do you think it's League Cup or bust? Would you be happy with the League Cup? I know it's a trophy, but <sighs> I think if I, I don't know, I'm, I might be wrong here, but if United were in that position at the moment that Tottenham were in and they came away with the League Cup, it would be a great day out to have a few beers. But as a season, mm. what does it mean? Um, oh, but for Mourinho, I think. I read somewhere on Saturday, before the game that Mourinho, apparently after his time in Madrid, it changed completely. And Chelsea said this to United when United went after him. They said, he's not the same man. And I think Spain changed him a little bit. And he's just brought a certain bitterness with him. And it's always there, but it's just, it's just it can play the game. With press, you can play. You can go and get paid to do paddy adverts, and you know whatever it's called. Um, you know, it can kind of. He's. I don't think. Yeah, I think he knows he's not the manager he was, and I think it really gets to him. He can't compete with Klopp and Solskjaer. Um, but um, yeah, I. I out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think. I don't. I think it's inevitable. Levy is currently looking at not this season. He's looking at next season, and how much will it cost to get rid of him? Um, I, I, as looking at Tottenham and where Mourinho, where both of them are at the moment, it's almost like one of them just needs to move on. <laughs> like one of them needs to make a decision and say, okay, well, this isn't working. We need to start thinking about the future, and Mourinho definitely needs to think about the future because I agree with that. I agree with that. I think even if he wins the League Cup, Spurs need a project now. Yeah, Poch, 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 Spurs Spurs isn't being fixed in a year now. You, it, 
and and you could argue Mourinho is the right man with his resume. I don't think he is. Some people would. Spurs fans that I've seen just want to see decent football. I keep seeing it on Twitter. If he's the he's the luckiest guy. There's no fans in the stadium. And if that's the case, it's time to change because it's not going to get. It's not. I don't think he'll change. And you know, you could end up with no Kane next year. You know, I think he would have changed if there were fans there because. I can tell you, if there were fans there seeing us drop 18 points, there'd be booze. Do, do you think either know. the players would have taken it upon themselves to go, right, we'll attack? Or I don't know. Change? I don't know if he would. I don't, think, I don't way, know if he... Yeah. In a weird way, Marino would love it. Yeah. You know, it's just who he is. It's just who he is. And he's, he, he would find a way to kind of paint a picture where he's a victim. Maybe he would go after... Levy or the players a lot more. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, he went into a press conference after a United game against Sevilla and talked about United having no football heritage. Yeah. I mean, we're not the greatest team anymore. I, I understand that it's not Fergie anymore, but no football heritage. You know, I mean, I, 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 I you know, it's the same yesterday. The same yesterday where he was talking about calling child line or whatever it was on Ollie. But yeah. you know, like, 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 I. I total deflection total deflection from his yeah. poor decisions his poor team selection his everything and at, at the end of the day Mourinho in, in, in his own words is defined by trophies he needs to win that trophy not just keep his job at Spurs but I think to get, get another top job anywhere yeah. like I do think with Mourinho what I would say I know you sometimes call him a dinosaur I don't agree with that I think there is a team out there for Mourinho where, you know, a bit like the way Simeone started with Atletico Madrid, which is solid, that, that's their basis. And the fans accept it because they're not Barcelona. They're not a team that traditionally plays, you know, in super entertaining football. There's no hoddles. There's no, you know, Bales, Canes, whatever, you know, in, in, the, in, the, um, in the history of a club where, where fans are used to a particular way. I, mean, I spoke with you on Friday about what I would do, and I, I think I've done that. But, but the... I just think he has to go now. If, 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 if I'm a Spurs fan now, right, my question is, is he going to be around for five more years to rebuild this team? He's not. He's not. So, exactly what I was saying, that get this season over the way, try and win that League Cup, try and get into the top four, whatever happens, get a new manager next season, someone who can get Kane on speed dial, buy him cakes, buy him anything he wants, keep him there. Because... You mentioned uh, earlier, Ben, uh, when Fernandez done, didn't do anything, you struggle a little bit. But he didn't do anything yesterday. Pogba did. Cavani did. Which, which yeah. if Kane doesn't do anything, we've literally seemingly got no one. I think selling Ericsson and not replacing him was a bit of a big miss there because Kane is now our top striker and our top playmaker. And... and I mean, you saw yesterday, he didn't really get the ball. That, that shot he had was such a tight angle, he was never going to score, really. But he's feeding on scraps as a striker. You're going to take a chance. I think if teams can defend against us and stop Kane playing, and, and when Kane plays, that automatically generally makes Sun play. You can stop that. Yeah. I really don't think, though, I really don't think you, you have bad players like i think there's a new you know there are some i'm not yeah every team has some yeah yeah i i i you know i mean you look at people like pogba and luke Shaw. when Mourinho was there they would like discarded 
yeah. you know, as useless footballers who can't follow instruction. Mm. You know, I mean, arguably Luke Shaw's, you know, the best left back in the league. Pogba, since Christmas, certainly, whether he's looking for a move or not, I don't know. But since Christmas, he has been outstanding. Pogba. I know he had a little injury in the middle, but, um, but you know, he's been outstanding. And, and I, I just don't, I don't see, I mean, I look at, you know, I, I, I look at the players and I don't think they're terrible players. You know, Loris is a, is a decent goalkeeper. Maybe coming to the end, I agree. Rodon, I quite like. Dyer, I don't mind. Alderweireld, I think is good. I think, uh, you know, probably all three of them would be better in a back three, maybe. But, you know, Regilion and Aurea, is it Aurea? Aurea? Uh, Hoiberg, I like Hoiberg. I like Endombele, Sun, Kane. I mean, it's not it's not that you've got I mean I even quite like Harry Winks I think he, he's in the right team he's got a role I just I just think they're not playing the way that those players want to play they're all those you know I talk about like on the Ndombele Sun Kane Lucas Mora they're all offensive first players and I, I, he's just not right for them yeah was it Mick Richards was it Mick Richards yesterday after the game he said he doesn't quite know what Tottenham are yeah and it was that was the same thing that was being said about United for how many seasons? Yeah. So whoever United were playing or played, they were always being praised for having identity and a style of play that you can kind of recognise. United, it was like, what are they? Whereas now that it's turned, and unfortunately, the, the one link there is Mourinho. It, it's, yeah. You know, the same thing was being said about United under Mourinho, and that didn't change. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, yeah, it's amazing when you've lost the game out and you get the opposition fans on how quickly time goes, isn't it? But um, <laughs> thanks so much for being on. Even more thanks for talking about football, not laughing about it. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks so much for being on. It'd be good to have you on uh, every time we play United and just general football chat. I, I know we did an episode, I did an episode about how it, and me and Mac actually about Harry Kane. I know, Ben, speaking to you on Friday, you had some disagreements with that, so it'd be good to have you on talking about that. Yeah. Uh, right. Matt, just anything about football, that'd be good. You guys are happy with that? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Uh, just before you go, uh, anyone who likes films on YouTube, Matt is part of uh, Outward Film Network, so check them out. Uh, and then me, Matt, will be back next week with the Everton game, probably another loss. But... <laughs> good luck good luck guys cheers thank you very much for watching uh, before you go please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click uh, for anyone who's after just the audio only podcast firstly thank you for listening uh, secondly you can still get that in the normal places apple spotify wherever you get your audio podcast from alternatively if you go to at l talk tottenham on twitter you'll be able to find the link to anchor there as well uh, we'll be back soon until then come on you spurs <laughs>